This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams, so very happy to be with you today. Certainly do love spending this time with you Monday through Friday as we discuss issues of importance to your life and your faith. We're always eager to hear from you here. We certainly are. Let me give you a toll-free number to use if you are here in North America. It's 833-288-3986. That's 833-288. 288-EWTN. Go right ahead and use that number. Join us today. We'll get you up on the board. I'll be able to uh, chit-chat with you on the air, and together we will pursue this life in our Lord Jesus Christ. Also want to let you know that we're available for you out there and in social media land. Simply go to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel or Facebook page. Use the chat feature. There's one at each site. Put in your question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement, and we'll get it and put it up on the board. And again, I'll be able to chit-chat with you, uh, not live, but I'll be able to answer your question for you. So use those opportunities to join us right here on Women of Grace Live, where we love to have that holy conversation with you. Do want to let you know that that uh, call number, 833-288-EWTN, becomes our listener comment caller number after 4 p.m. Eastern time. So if you have a question that comes up, I I don't know, maybe you're eating dinner and somebody says something and you enter into a conversation and say, gee, I wonder, you know, what Janet might think about that or what the church says, you know, to the extent that I can be of service, you can call and uh, leave your information there at 833-288-EWTN. We'll retrieve it. And on one of those days when we dip into um, our listener comment caller uh, uh, bag, we will address it. So I invite you to do that all the time. In the meantime, here I am for you today, 833-288-EWTN, taking your live calls today. I love when you light up my life with those calls. It's Monday morning. So you know, let's get active, right? Let's get busy. Uh, let's keep those lines going. Matthew Gabensky is our call screener. I do believe it's Michael McCall. I got to go out there and check. I think it's Michael McCall uh, who is out there in social media. And we look forward to uh, we look forward to hearing from you today. Oh, yay. Phone lines are lighting up already. Again, that's 833-288-EWTN. At the beginning of the program, as you well know, I like to let you know about some of the things that are going on through Women of Grace. We've got, you know, a very active, active beginning of the spring. It's not spring yet, but a very active beginning of Lent uh, and ultimately beginning of the spring coming up for you uh, this year, following all the way through until the end of the year. We don't have the full schedule up there, but we've got a whole bunch of it. Uh, We've got two webinars coming up. I'm very excited about both of these. I cannot wait for them. So looking forward uh, to them. Uh, The first one that's coming up is coming up on February the 19th, and we are going to have Father Jordi Rivera with us. I don't know if you're familiar with Father Jordi, very holy man of God, wonderful man of God, uh, deeply, deeply knowledgeable about Blessed Conchita. Uh, She is a, a relatively new blessed 
blessed of the church just in the last couple of years where she uh, named a blessed of the church. Uh, beautiful woman when we went on our pilgrimage to Mexico City uh, for the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. We went to Con- Blessed Conchita's home. We went to her tomb. Uh, just a, a marvelous, marvelous woman uh, who lived not all that long ago. Uh, and she, uh, I think, has a, a depth of spirituality that it would behoove us to become familiar with. So to that end, Father Jordi Rivero is going to be with us. Uh, earlier, well, actually, I guess it was last year now in the spring, uh, Kathleen Beckman was with us. She's written a, a biography of Blessed Conchita. It's the first biography in English about this um, Spanish saint, Mexican saint. Uh, and she takes us um, into into uh, a great deal of depth. Father Jordi is going to take us into uh, you know a similar place uh, with his presentation. And we're going to, this webinar is really a, a kickoff for a book study that we're going to do on one of uh, Blessed Conchita's writings called Seasons of the Soul. It's a short book. It's perfect for Lent. Seasons of the Soul. And she takes us into the spiritual life by comparing them to the seasons, uh, these stages, to the con- to the seasons of the year. Uh, it, it, is, it is an exquisite book. Uh, I think that it's going to just inspire you to no end. So we'd love for you to join the book study. The webinar kicks it off, but the webinar is a standalone as well. So if you just want to come and hear Father Jordy, you certainly do come and hear Father Jordy. But all of the information is available for you out there at our website, and you can actually register as you always can for our uh, our events. You can register right online there. So that is that is February the 19th. That's a Monday, 7.30 p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. In addition to that now, uh, following not too long after that, uh, Father Chris Alar is going to be with us. Very excited about this. Uh, he is going to be presenting a webinar on the Divine Mercy image. Uh, beautiful for Lent. I'm telling you, both of these are just absolutely marvelous offerings for Lent. He is going to take us very deeply into the Divine Mercy image. As a matter of fact, that is the title of the webinar, Dive into the Divine Mercy image, a deep exploration. Uh, you know, that image is an icon, really. Uh, in, in, in a sense, it's, it's, um, it's depicting much to us. It's a theological exploration. It's a spiritual exploration. Uh, it is, it, I think that there is a presence, uh, as there are with all icons. There's a, a type of presence, a, a, a holy mystery that is involved uh, with with this image, and we know a lot about it. We hear certain things about it on, on a fairly routine basis, but the fact of the matter is there's more to it than is usually expressed and explored, and that's what Father Chris Alar is going to do. So if you have a devotion uh, to the Divine Mercy, uh, a devotion to St. Faustina even, uh, you know, I, I'm really encouraging you uh, to join us for this beautiful, beautiful uh, exploration of the Divine Mercy image that's going to uh, be presented to us by Father Chris Alar. If you know Father Chris Alar, he's such a marvelous presenter anyway. He's just fantastic. Uh, so we're inviting you to join us. That is February the 27th. It's a Tuesday. It begins at 7.30 p.m. and goes until 9.30 p.m. You know, these are ways of feeding your faith. And and I don't know about you, but but I, I I want my faith to be robust. I want it to be well nourished. I you know I want it to be big and full and fat. 
<laughs> That's what I want for my faith. Uh, I, I want it to be strong and resilient. Uh, so when we are offered opportunities like this, it behooves us to take advantage of them. Uh, so those are two beautiful, beautiful events that are coming up very soon. Now this weekend, I am going to be in State College, Pennsylvania. So that's coming up even sooner. That's, you know, like, that's very soon. Uh, not tomorrow, but the next day I'm going to be there. So it's going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm going to be presenting to the whole parish of Our Lady of Victory on Friday evening. And that uh, that day is going to begin at, um, oh, what time is it beginning? Uh, it is going to begin uh, at 6.30 p.m. with Stations of the Cross. Uh, and then at 7 p.m., it's a parish-wide presentation, Living as Catholics in a Post-Truth World, or excuse me, Thriving as Catholics in a Post-Truth World is what it's going to be. Uh, and eager for you to be there with us. It's going to be followed by Confession and Adoration. Uh, it's going to be a lovely, lovely evening. And then Saturday... Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church, Catholic Women's Conference uh, that runs from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The theme in the morning, Who is Woman? Our Special Call and Mission in a Challenging World. And then in the afternoon, I'll be talking about how to execute that mission, Steps to Success, hoping that you're going to be there. Two beautiful opportunities there, plus those webinars. doesn't get any better. Coming right back after the break. Stay with us. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Janet Williams. So happy to be with you today. Looking forward to hearing from you. It's a call-in show. (laughs) We love to get your calls. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Eight six Matthew Gubinski is Gubinski is our call screener. We invite you to pick up the phone, give him a call. He's eager to hear from you today, uh, almost as eager as I am to hear from you. Uh, so do give us a call at eight three three two eight eight EWTN. Also available for you out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Simply use the chat feature there. Put in your question or comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement. Michael McCall, our social media manager today is out there gathering them together and he will put those uh, comments up on the board for me and I'll be able to address them. Rich Jesse producing today is pushing those buttons to make it happen and I'm so glad about that. I'll tell you what else I'm glad about. I am glad that Patricia is with us. Uh, She is a first-time caller driving through Massachusetts today. Hey there Patricia, I'm ringing my bell for you to welcome you to to the show for your debut today. How are you? Good morning, and I I really enjoy and love your program. And I be, I do a lot of traveling in Massachusetts from Eastern Mass to Western Mass as we speak. And I'm just asking and thanking and praise for your program to keep me busy while I'm concentrating driving. But in this case, I have two family members that have been in the hospital, two different hospitals out in Western Mass since December. So I tend to travel back and forth just to keep in touch, and I'm asking for prayers. One for um, our patron saint, as I'm pronouncing it, help me please, uh, Saint Dipna, D-Y-M-P-H-N-A, and also the patron saint of diabetes. I have a stack of math cards in my pocketbook, as we all do, and in this case, I'm asking for prayer intentions, and again, gratitude for your program to keep me focused, 
that I have now surrendered and put my heavier plate uh, recently at the foot of the Lord because I could turn to many things myself, but why add to the uh, fire when I just surrender, pray, listen to my programs when I'm traveling, as I do on EWTN when I'm at home. So I just want to thank you out of gratitude and request prayer re- uh, requests for anyone that's dealing with any health issues uh, at this time. And again, I'm so happy the bell rang. That's my first <laughs> time. That's so, it's, it's things like this. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now when I just said that. I love, and like, you know, people are like, why are you so happy? I said, stop praying and then you'll know why. I went to Magigori last year and hopefully planning if 20 people sign up in October to Italy with my cousin, Father Michael Delapena here in Massachusetts, Boston. He's the pastor of St. Leonard's. Imagine ministering as you do, but locally in your area where you grew up. So wow. it's all that, and that's what gets me through. So hopefully, yes, things will turn around. And I'm getting goosebumps, and if I start crying, I won't stop. So I think let's start the program with this, with praise. And I thank you. Oh, gee, Patricia, thank you so very, very much. And we have every reason to praise the Lord because he's always with us in and through all things. All we need to do is to do exactly what you're doing, and that is to open our heart to him, to open our mind to him, to allow him to gain entrance into those inner confines of our heart and begin this process of restoration and healing and renewal. And that all comes by way of prayer. So when we have a strong prayer life, we have everything. And that's where the strength is too, you know? Uh, And you you recognize that and you realize that. And I am so grateful that you're sharing that testimony with us today because we can all be encouraged in that way. But let's pray for these uh, two family members that you're going to see. Let's pray. Uh, What are their names, Patricia? Uh, Christina and Bill. Cynthia and Bill? It's Christina, my daughter, and Bill, her father. Okay, Christina and Bill. Now, this is your daughter? Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness sakes. And what is she suffering with? It's a mental uh, mental diagnosis. Okay. And what about uh, your, if Phil is her dad? Yes, Bill is dad. Uh, My ex-husband, what we've did, we stay together because I have children, 32 and 34 years young. Um, I have to say he's dealing sadly with his diabetes to the point of a uh, amputation toe, and he's now in ICU. So yeah, he's been trying to, you know, get that uh, infection and stabilization. So he just got into ICU yesterday. So I made an emergency run, and I have to share my car, my old car of check it out, and I'm in a, a rental right now, So okay. and nothing else more can happen, you know what I'm saying? And I turn to prayer, so That's I'm right. heading home safely with your guidance and okay. your show, and I do that sincerely, so I thank you for the prayer. Okay. You're welcome, sweetheart. Well, Father God, we do come before you in this moment. And first, I lift your daughter Patricia up to you as she travels. Uh, Father, I would just uh, ask that that you would fill that path of hers with, with your guardian angels, that uh, any kind of red sea of traffic that needs to be parted <clears throat> or any obstacles along the way would be taken care of. Uh, Father God, uh, as she is making this, this beautiful, beautiful journey, uh, really a, a mission of mercy, Lord, uh, we thank you and we praise you for her deep faith. Uh, 
uh, for the way in which she understands that all things come by you and the way in which we receive them is through the sacraments and through prayer. Father, I ask that you would buoy her up, that that as she comes before you in faith and confidence and trust, uh, that, that you would display to to her the wonders of your love. And in a very specific way now, we lift up Cynthia and Christina, rather, Christina, and we yeah, lift up, yeah, you. Christina and Phil. Father, you know exactly Bill. what's happening. Bill or Phil? Well, William. 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 Okay. We lift up Bill and we lift up Christina to you, Father. Uh, you you have made your son and your daughter beautifully and wonderfully in your own divine image. Father, you know everything that's going on within their physicality right now. You know the way in which these diseases are ravaging them and where it is that they can be uh, stopped and where they can be contained and where healing and wholeness can come. There is nothing that is greater than you, Lord. No disease can stand up under you, Lord God. So I ask now that through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, you would heal them completely and totally, uh, that these diseases would be put into remission, never to rear their ugly heads again. We ask, Father God, that all of the symptoms that come with these diseases uh, would be mitigated by you, uh, that they would be arrested by you, Father God. We ask that uh, a fullness of health that neither one of them has ever known before uh, would be won by you. I do ask this, though, Father. I ask ask that for the period of time that you entrust this cross to them, that both Christina and Bill would be able not, not only to endure it, but would be able to embrace it and to rise above it in you and through you. I'm thinking, Father God, of all of the great saints who suffered so deeply within the confines of their own bodies uh, through various kinds of, of, of diseases that ravage them. I'll tell you who comes into my mind right now, Patricia, as we're praying, and I think that she might want to be a little intercessor for you, and that is St. Therese of Lisieux. She understands what it is like to be racked by disease and to suffer infirmity and to suffer years with infirmity, uh, and she is not alone, so many, uh, in the same position. So I do ask you, St. Therese, along with St. Dymphna, uh, I ask you, please, uh, to intercede and to pray for Christina and Bill. And I ask, too, uh, that you, <laughs> because you love Patricia so very much, I ask, too, uh, that, that you would display in some way that comes by way of you. And, and we know that you just love roses. I have goosebumps on that. We just pray uh, that in some way uh, you you would send her, uh, you know, a little kiss from heaven uh, that would be recognizable to her, to let her know that that you are there interceding along with St. Dimphna and all of the saints uh, to whom we pray uh, when we are infirm or when we have any particular needs. Another saint that's coming into my mind right now, I think, you know, I think that there's a bastion of saints. I think, I think Patricia, you've collected, <laughs> you, you've collected a whole group of saints around you uh, who's coming into my mind is St. Jude. Uh, St. Jude of the impossible. We see things and say impossible, Lord, but for you, nothing is impossible. And St. Jude reminds us of that. So we ask you, St. Jude, along with St. Uh, Therese of Lisieux and along with St. Dymphna, we ask for your prayer. And of course, we continue, Father, to, uh, to, to thank you and to praise you for all that you have done and for all that you have yet to do. I ask too, Blessed Mother, uh, that, that when in those moments, Christina uh, is 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 flagging when her faith and her trust is waning in those moments when she wants to ask and shout to the heavens why in those moments when bill wonders what's going on 
uh, in those moments uh, when he feels it would be just so much easier to give up. In those moments, Mother, I ask that you would wrap your children in your mantle of protection, that you would hold them close to your most immaculate heart, that you would pray and intercede for them, that they would know your maternal beatitude deeply, very, very deeply. I ask, Mother, that even in this moment, the beautiful graces that were yours by way of suffering in your own son's passion, that these graces that were yours would be distributed now through your maternal beatitude to Christina and to Bill and to your daughter Patricia too. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, that you have given us these holy warriors, chief among them our Blessed Mother, that you've given them to us and entrusted them to us, that like they, we might fight that good fight and fight it to the end. And so it is, Father, that I lift up this prayer to you in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the maternal beatitude and intercession of our Blessed Lady. Amen. Patricia, thank you so much. I want to say what a gift. I will continue to be your number one fan all the more now with that bell ring. And that was so beautiful. You are blessed. With, and if I stop crying, I won't stop. I had prayed all last night, and I was praying to St. Jude and all the saints in my stack of mass, you know, St. Cars I have done it. And I'm telling you, it's all, it's the only direction is up with the guidance of our, our, our faith and our Lord. And I wonder, can I get a tape of that? I'm serious. That was the most beautiful, beautiful prayer. And thank you so, so much. Well, you're so welcome, Patricia. And and just for your information and the information for everybody out there, uh, EWTN's app has has, uh, radio on demand, so you'll be able to listen to it again there. And, you know, I just thank you, everybody, for uh, using that EWTN app. It's a beautiful app, and it's a good app. Patricia, you continue to drive safely, honey, and be assured of the fact that I will be tucking Christina and Bill into my rosary, okay? Oh, thank you so much. And God bless your ministry and your beautiful show. Thank you, honey. You be safe now. I will. I'm almost there. Thank God. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. God bless you now. Bye-bye. Uh, Susan Kelly out there on YouTube, listening to Women of Grace radio show is so uplifting. While I am working, great way to sanctify this hour. Well, Susan, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a faithful listener uh, to us here on Women of Grace. You know, we're all in this thing together, everybody. You know, we are all here to edify each other and build each other up. Your calls do that. From Patricia, didn't we just learn uh, through 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 what she was sharing, how great our faith can be when we trust in our Lord, how great our faith can be when we spend time with Him in prayer, how great our faith can be when we reach out to the heavenlies and ask for prayerful intercession. I mean, this is the thing that we have to remember. As, you know, as the communion of saints and as the mystical body of Christ, we are all joined together. I mean, God does wonders in us and through us by way of the prayers of others and by way of our own time of personal prayer. I really want to encourage you, if you don't spend time in prayer every day, and I, I mean serious time, you know, and, and what is serious time? Well, I mean, it's kind of measured by length in some way, but it's really measured by quality. It's measured by quality. You know, setting that time aside for the Lord. I know you're going to get hit up with distractions. I know that 900 things are going to fly into your mind as soon as you sit down to pray. But that's okay, because when you persevere through that time, 
When you stay true to the time of prayer that you have allotted, that God's encouraged you to allot, because he will do that, you know, uh, that he's encouraged you to allot. When you are faithful to that, he works wonders. And, 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 and if you're just plagued by distractions the whole time or annoyances, you know, that's okay. As long as you are faithful and you are striving, I mean, you are building up. And one of the things that we're always tempted to do is to do our own evaluating about where we are in prayer and what our prayer life is all about and the quality of our prayer life. Don't do that. The best way for us to evaluate, I'm going to tell you two, one, are we faithful to our time of prayer? And number two, are we growing in virtue? Are the effects there? And virtue is always a sign of the effects of prayer. I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm sure not perfect. The great saints weren't perfect. They were being perfected. And the way in which they were being perfected was by way of prayer, by way of persisting in prayer, by way of never giving up prayer, by way of cooperating with the grace that God was giving them in prayer. Right? So, you know, those are two good signs that, that you're making progress in prayer. Are you persistent? Are you consistent? Are you praying even when you really don't want to? Are you praying when it's inconvenient? Are you praying and being faithful to that time of prayer? And two, are you beginning to experience the effects? Are the virtues growing? Are you finding that areas that you struggle with are lessening, that it's becoming a little bit easier, more facility? That tells you something. It tells you that your your prayer life is intact. It tells you that your prayer life is good. It tells you that you are gaining in this quest for deeper union with our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, my goal in in sharing this with you is is to give you the encouragement that you need because the devil is going to come along and he's going to try to discourage you. You know, he's going to try to take from you that which the Lord wants to give you and is giving you. He's going to convince you that you're not making progress. He's going to strive to convince you. But that's okay. He can strive all he wants. You don't have to give him the power to do it, though. You don't have to give him the power to convince you. When you yield, when you give up, that's when he gains his territory. Don't yield. Don't give up. Don't let the sun set on your day without having prayed that rosary and praying it prayerfully, not rattling off prayers, but asking our Blessed Mother through her maternal beatitude and intercession to help you, to help you grow in the mysteries that you're praying, to help to take you into those mysteries, to help those mysteries to be taken into you, that you might live them and live them abundantly in her Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you in that direction. Uh, don't don't allow yourself to become victim to the wily tactics of the evil one that are who is striving to take you away uh, from that which is most important and that which is most important as Patricia's demonstrated to us is our life in Christ Jesus is our prayer life don't give up don't give up don't give up and be not afraid Will you hear that music? We're going to a break. When we come back, we've got a very special guest who is going to be with us to talk with us about a very serious issue. Uh, We're going to welcome your calls on on that particular issue or anything else that you want to call in about. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986 is the way you can join us. Social media there too, EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Coming right back. Stay tuned.
Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Very happy to be with you today. I certainly am. Inviting you to join us Monday through Friday at this same time on this same station as we discuss issues of importance to your life and faith. Eager to hear from you today. 833-288-EWTN is the way you can call us. And you can also join us via EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Simply use the chat feature located at both of those locations, and we will retrieve your question and get it up on the board. Michael McCall is the man doing that. Rich Jesse is manning the controls, and Matthew Gubinski is our call screener today. do want to remind you about something else that's coming up very, very soon. Very excited about this. April is not very far away. I mean, when you consider the fact that, you know, Wednesday is actually... Wednesday, you realize that very soon uh, April will be here. Things just happen so quickly these days, it seems. Uh, But April, we are going to be relaunching our Benedicta Institute for Women with our Spring Long Week Immersive. Now, this is going to take place at Our Lady of Florida Spiritual Center located in North Palm Beach, Florida, right there on the east coast of Florida, right on the water, may I say. Beautiful location, outrageously gorgeous. Uh, It's going to be quite, quite a beautiful week. Uh, It is a week-long intensive or immersive, if you will. We're going to be talking about who is woman, the journey from Eve to Mary. It's going to be uh, uh, instructed by uh, Dr. Donald Wallenfang. Uh, He is a third order Carmelite. He also holds a uh, uh, doctorate degree in theology and philosophy. He teaches at uh, Sacred Heart Seminary there in in uh, Detroit, Michigan, and he is going to lead us uh, on this journey from Eve to Mary as we explore the question, who is woman? Uh, this is all, uh, you know, for uh, the, the purpose of spiritual enrichment, but also for the opportunity to be certified in Catholic women's leadership. It's a program that we're offering through Women of Grace, specifically through our Benedicta Institute for Women. Uh, it's a marvelous way for you uh, to, to find out how it is uh, that we can be those women leaders of our day and time, helping others to find their way to our Lord Jesus Christ uh, through the very state and life and vocation that we have. Uh, this is going to give us not only leadership schools, but it's going to give us uh, you know, an interior uh, 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 expression of our Catholic faith, even as we are formed and shaped according to the mind and God, of God uh, with reference to our authentic femininity and our feminine genius. I am so excited uh, about this relaunch. I am so excited about the numbers of women that are joining us for this first immersive, and I'm inviting you to join us as well. If anything that I'm saying is resonating in your heart, uh, if you want to uh, uh, apply the gifts and talents that God's given to you in a very intentional way to lead others through your feminine genius into a life of of hope, uh, a life of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, please, I encourage you to check it out. Go to our website, womenofgrace.com. All of the information 
is there for you. You're going to see up there in the purple navigational bar, not the pink one, but the purple one, Benedicta Institute. You click on that. It's going to take you out to uh, to information about uh, this beautiful opportunity. You're going to see pictured there uh, Bishop William Walterscheid. He was with us for a Benedicta Institute as well as uh, Women of Grace um, uh, retreat that we offered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania last spring. He is our spiritual advisor for Women of Grace. He is also going to be joining us uh, during this week-long intensive, and uh, he will be presenting to us a, a, a teaching during our dinner hour every night that we are together that will be leading us in a lovely direction. I am very, very eager for you to find out more. I'm very, very eager for you to join us. I am very, very eager for us to set about the business uh, of working together to transform the world one woman at a time. Find out how you can be a transformer of women. Join us for this immersive. All of the information, again, there for you on our website. Uh, You can also call us, though, at Women of Grace, and we'll talk with you about it. We're eager, eager for you to join us. Well, in addition to all of that, I am eager, eager uh, to introduce you to Reg Platt, who is going to be with us uh, for this last half hour of the program. Uh, You can call in with questions for Reg. Reg, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Johnette. It's an honor to be on your show. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you're doing great work out there, and I'm glad that we have an opportunity to showcase it a little bit and help people come to know how healing can be achieved uh, through the St. Joseph Project or Project, Project. Joseph Project that you Joseph. hold there in Dallas. Uh, Project Joseph is the name. Tell us a little bit about its mission and about in uh, the way in which it executes that mission. All right. Well, Project Joseph is an outreach to men suffering from an abortion in their past. Um, many men think that, uh, or rather many people think that men aren't affected by abortion, but that is just not true. Um, we are kind of an offshoot from our Rachel's Vineyard program, which we've done here for the last 25 years. And 10 years ago, we decided that we needed to do something for men and men alone, because men suffer from an abortion differently than a woman does. I mean, it's not deeper or more you know, profound than a woman's suffering. It's just different. Men are wounded in their manhood, in their fatherhood, in their ability to be a good husband by an abortion. And they'll carry that. They'll carry that for years and years and years. We've had men come to us for healing through Project Joseph, who had been 40 years since they had 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 the abortion and had suffered greatly because of it. Myself, my abortion, and I call it my abortion because the whole point of an abortion is to take a child out of your life. And my child was taken out of my life, so I think I have a fair claim to it, to calling it that. My abortion was in 1976, just three years after Roe versus Wade. And um, I, at the time decided that it wasn't a bad thing. Abortion was a good thing for women. It was a hard, hard one, uh, right. And, uh, so intellectually I was all, all for it. But inside when she told me that she was going to abort my child, I was screaming, please don't do this. But outside I said, it's your choice, dear. I'll do whatever you want. And that act of cowardice has haunted me ever since. Um, 
I was in denial completely for 15 years before I even admitted to myself that I had uh, done something wrong with the abortion. And um, that first abortion broke my heart. But the abortion, uh, but actually God gave me the grace after 15 years of denial to recognize what I had done, that I had killed my own child. And that broke my heart, too. But that time, it broke my heart of stone, and God put a heart of flesh in me so that the healing could begin. And working with Project Joseph, uh, I see men who have a great variety of this of, of an abortion experiences in their past. Some have multiple abortions. And um, we, we strive to let them know, number one, that they're not alone, that we understand, because at Project Joseph, our, our team are people who've been through the program, so we all have lost a child. So we are not, not going to condemn or judge. We're going to offer them a safe, confidential haven to talk about it and uh, and basically to admit what they've done. For some of these men, this is the first time that they have ever actually said out loud that they had their abortion and it had hurt them. And uh, we, we worked them through biblical readings and meditations, through certain symbolic physical exercises. We share... Our, our stories about the abortion, and um, we we insist to the men that God's loving forgiveness can overcome that. Mm-hmm. We 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 ask that men ask themselves a couple of questions, like, did you feel you had no choice, or did you think it was your your best or only option? Did you feel helpless or haunted by grief or guilt? Is there an underlying anger in your life? And do you think you should be punished for the loss of your child? And then if they're unable to talk about the experience, it's because of the shame that goes with it. The, the bravest thing a man can do if he has an abortion in his past and wants to deal with Project Joseph is to call. Mm-hmm. To call us, because that, that is actually the hardest step of them all. To reach out for the help, because we will guide him through it, uh, and, and, and through the pain, and uh, into the loving arms of God, who is there and wants them to be with him. You know, it, it, there's so much that you've said here, Reg, that I think is so good, and I I just want to tease some of it out because I think it's very important. I don't think that Please. we realize that 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 every time we commit a grave act every time that we sin gravely against God. Uh, back in the day, we used to call it a mortal sin. I still think it's a very good I, I, name for it. I think it, that's right? still a good qualification for it, yeah. <laughs> I think so, because it, it, it deals a mortal blow to our relationship with God. It kills it. Uh, every time we, we uh, gravely sin like that, and that sin remains unrepentant, then unrepented of, then that sin has a certain control on our life. And even mm-hmm. after we repent, there still needs to be work that's done to re- 
reverse the, 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 the effects of that sin. It's forgiven, of course, but healing still needs to come for that sin. When we look at the sin of abortion, uh, it's a grave sin. And because of the nature of that sin, many people don't want to look at it at all uh, and kind of strive to hide underneath the, the umbrella of the fact that, well, it's a legal action. I have a right to this. Uh, but, but legal does not necessarily equal moral. And no. when we remain hard fast uh, in a stance of, you know, this is my right, I'm entitled to this, it's a legal action. When we stand in that stance, or we even excuse it away because of circumstances at the moment uh, that, that, that sin was committed, we prevent ourselves from receiving the grace that God wants us to know. To know uh, but, but we also... Uh, oftentimes prevent ourselves from realizing that so many of the ways in which we behave now and the struggles that we have now are related to that. So there's no capacity to undo that and to begin afresh. You know, and I'm thinking about these men, and I, you, you mentioned the, uh, the, the um, uh, effect of anger. Is there an unresolved anger? Do you find yourself always angry or bitter or always irritable? Or, you know, oftentimes those kinds of, of symptoms are there as a result of this action that was taken so long ago. I know that that's the case with women. I'm assuming emotionally it's the same with men. Yes. Uh, men tend to think of anger as really the only acceptable emotion that they're, they're allowed to express. And... Um, Anger in itself, there is there is a rage at the self uh, for for allowing this to happen or to causing it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's there's anger with with God for not stopping it. There's there's anger anger with the woman for for having the abortion, and quite often, anger is a uh, is a shield for mm-hmm. deeper and more painful feelings. Mm-hmm. There's uh, <clears throat> men. Men don't like to feel helpless or powerless, but abortion does that to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, depression, confusion, guilt, shame, you name it. These are all things that uh, a man will carry until he is able to put them down at the foot of the cross. Um, we have uh, ways of, of dealing with that. Because, like, like you said, you can't... You can't repent of something until you admit that you have done it. Mm-hmm. And men in denial are saying, "I did nothing wrong." You know, and I, and I understand that because that was my biggest defense for for the longest time. But uh, like I say, God gave me the grace to recognize what I'd done, so that I could admit it and mm-hmm. repent of it That's and right. be forgiven of it. Um, what you are know, you doing? Men, Go ahead. Sorry. Continue. Um, yeah. uh, that, um, you know, if I, the sense of worthlessness that, that attaches to a man because of it. You see, a man needs to be three things primarily. He needs to be strong, he needs to be brave, and he needs to be true. Which is not to say women shouldn't be you know, strong, brave, and true as well, but in, in different ways and in different matters. See, uh, man needs to be strong, but abortion makes him weak because it takes away his legal right to do anything about it. A man needs to be brave, but uh, you know society um, 
and condemns a man who's against abortion. They say that uh, it's it's perfectly legal, it's perfectly safe, which is perfect lies. Uh, and and that's when a man is instead of being true, he's unsure because he's lied to about abortion and about what it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is it, the work that you're doing is very important work, and and I'm so glad that you're doing it. I, we have a uh, comment out here from Nazra L, who is with us on YouTube, and mm-hmm. friends, we want to let you know that we're available for you at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel or Facebook page. In addition to that, you can call us eight three three. 288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Uh, maybe you are a man uh, who uh, has has been, uh, in, in a sense, a victim of abortion. Uh, we invite you to give us a call, perhaps share your story with us. Maybe you've been a man that was complicit in an abortion. Maybe you are a man who coerced somebody into an abortion and you realize the consequences of what it is that you've done or you want information on how you can begin this process of restoration that God wants you to know uh, through the healing process that that uh, the Project Joseph offers to you. Now, I know that this is in Dallas and, and through Nazareth's question here, uh, you're going to give us an opportunity to uh, answer how broadly available Project Joseph is. Uh, Nazareth is in the Dominican Republic. Hello, is is this project available for people who are outside USA? For example, Dominican Republic. Thanks and God bless. Okay, we, we don't have anything in the Dominican Republic yet. There are a number of places in South America where the bishops there have, have adopted it. Uh, I think we've got one in Paraguay. Um, I think something just recently started up in Venezuela. Um, but um, primarily what we have in this country is uh, Project Joseph here in Dallas, and there is a Project Joseph opened in Indianapolis, which was founded there <clears throat> Excuse me, by a man who had come to partake of our Project Joseph retreat. And, <clears throat> and he said that uh, we need this in Indianapolis. Can I take this program with me and present it to our diocese? And he he did, and it was approved, and they've been doing them for about three years there. And I have had people reach out to me from Phoenix in Arizona and from areas in Arkansas and in um, Louisiana looking to uh, start one of their own. They, They haven't followed through very well just yet, but we're working on getting that done. You see, what I think is that every diocese, uh, certainly in Texas and 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 also in the in the entire country, needs a project Joseph. And we have had men come to ours here in Dallas, from uh, from Florida, from Louisiana, from Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, Minnesota, uh, Indiana. Uh, we've had a man come down from Canada to be part of this. So. Um, I think that it speaks to the the need for it in the world that we've had men who are willing to travel hundreds and thousands of miles just to to spend a weekend on this retreat and receive the healing that's available to them that God wants them to have. I, I want to give everybody, uh, Reg, the website that they can go to. It's Project Joseph Dallas. 
org project joseph org and i'm glad to see that there are people that are interested uh you know in in a, in a broader geographic uh area uh because again i agree with you uh that indeed this is something that every diocese should explore just as the dioceses have explored the help for women who have had abortions project rachel being one of them uh, rachel's vineyard being another one of them uh, all yes. of these you know post abortion healing opportunities are so very important to the people of God. And there is no shame in coming to one of these kinds of, of no. retreats. The shame is in not coming to seek the help that you need. And 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 again, you know, Joseph, when you talk about men, you know, and, and you give those three beautiful uh, characteristics, you know, strong, brave, and true, uh, you know, immediately what comes into my mind, you know, is is a soldier dressed up in armor, you know, somebody that wants mm-hmm. to go out there and, and, and slay dragons dragons, right? Uh, which is a good thing. And we need to be slaying the dragon of abortion in and of itself, but also slaying the dragon of, of the shame associated with getting the help that's needed. Men often don't realize that the help is needed or that there's help available. Uh, but as you tell us, there there is a deep wound that is there and will manifest itself in one way or another. I know with some women, uh, you know, and I, I only know that the, the female experience, uh, you know, certainly by way of of the testimonies of women that I have heard and, and being a woman can understand it. And, and that is that uh, women will often say that they have difficulty bonding with, with the children who come after. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the guilt prevents them from entering in more deeply uh, to that emotional uh, you know, bonding that is necessary for parent and child. That could be another one. Also, too, uh, you say something, you know, I know that, that the majority of abortions are from, uh, that are, are, are procured by women who have already had an abortion. Uh, so there's serial abortions that women have had, more than one. Uh, my guess is that uh, men have found themselves in the same predicament where there are, a, you know, he's he's been a victim, meaning that he wants the child, but the woman insists on the abortion, victim of, of an abortion, uh, but but also perhaps men uh, who do not understand the, the, the necessary and beautiful reality of, of the chivalry and protecting a woman's, uh, a, a woman's chastity um, have engaged in relationships that have led to multiple abortions. Yeah, I, I have found that um, most women are of two minds uh, heading into an abortion. I mean, I, I know that in order for a woman to go through with abortion, she has to have already spiritually aborted the child in her in her heart before she can go on to um, to do the actual deed itself. But. Um, you know, there and there are so many symptoms of this, and I realize yes. that a lot of these could be attributed to anything. But That's if a man right. recognizes any of these symptoms in himself, and he knows he has an abortion in his past, he should he look should... into this. Yes, and we're right to the close of the program here, Reg, but I want to give the information again. It's projectjosephdallas.org. You have a retreat coming up uh, February 17th through the 18th. Get out there, friends. It's available. Uh, Another one coming up in August, a third retreat in the fall of the year. So get out there and check it out if you have experienced an abortion and are a man. Thank you, Reg, and thank all of you for listening. Thank you, and God bless you. Bye-bye now.